Thank you for your mercy. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter, chapter 10. Oh, thank you. You are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory to God. Father Nahata. Let us the para orders rush the para nila part of heaven so tile to all the broste. Let the Lord eyes a sotama cabos repata alapata 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 alanosto hotel the daughter at a hata reseto aresoto residentos receive you. We receive you. Oh, we receive you. We receive you. Jesus, we receive your presence. We receive your mercy this morning. We're just here to be imparted, Lord. We want to be imparted. We we want to drink from your spirit. Jesus, the spirit in you. The spirit of your soul. Your own spirit. We want to drink your spirit, your spirit, your spirit, your spirit. Jesus, Jesus, Shabbat. Come and flow to us. Flow into our, into our heart. Fill our vessel, fill our cup this morning. That's our story. That's our prayer. That's our prayer. That's our prayer. That's our longing. So long in this morning, oh Jesus, so to be filled by you, to be filled by you, to be filled by you, to be filled, we want to be full, we want to be full of you, oh Jesus, fill, amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Let's open our Bibles.
Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Receive. Receive. No? Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Just wait. Wait. Just wait. Praise God. Go ahead. It's, there's, the utterance is there. Praise God. Huh? Sorry? You're not sure? Okay. You're not? Praise God. Okay. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It's here. It's here. The Lord wants us to flow this way this morning. Um. Praise God. Thank you.
you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hush the protest. Aphroditus. Arististor. Thank you, Mantis. to the table, pertains to the table from where songs are made, are raised, that's, that's the understanding, praise God, that's the word, praise, the Lord has things to say about it, about the table, the table where, from where songs are raised, praise God, yes. amen, go ahead, sir. Yes. You know, tongues and interpretation. We've talked about this before. That so what he's doing, he's not interpreting the verbal utterance that they, what they are saying. That's not the tongues. That what you're hearing is just the tongues' response to the the weight of the spirit. So a tongue is not a, a an audible language. That's not a tongue. Is a spiritual weight that can rest. And when it rests upon a soul, the soul begins to manifest it by things that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. So, so he's not trying to interpret what they're saying, like interpreting a language. He's not doing that. He's, the gift of interpretation is going to the same place where the tongue came from. And then gift is to connect that place. And But instead of picking tongue, you want to pick fourth words that can clarify the understanding. Amen. So, so, and when he has that gift, it's a gift that is in him. That gift is there. When he's asleep, if you wake him up, interpret, if possible, he can interpret because it's a gift inside of him. Praise God. And so, that gift is the ability to connect that place. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm just trying to give him courage because of the weight of the utterance. Maybe he's not, might not be used to this tool to utterances for this dimension. So that courage of the spirit, praise God, is what the Lord wants to put upon him to, to fetch what the Lord is saying pertaining to his table and pertaining to the, the songs that he wants to raise. Praise God. Amen. Let's, so let's go. Let's just let's trust the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. 
Evrota pose, frate pose, frate pose, frate menosons, a crete menosons, evrete menosons, evrete menosons, evrete menosons, avremenosa, avremenosons, avremenosons, a crete velemecateli, ada batali, ada batali, ada batali, ada batali, ada I know yet there are many things in you, but this is my bread for your healing. This is my bread for your healing. This is my bread for your healing. For I am your shepherd. I am your shepherd. I am with you. I am with you. I am your shepherd. I am with you. Much more than you know, I am with you. Much more than you can imagine, I am with you. For I have ordained that I will raise my sons, and you are part of them. For you will be raised. You will be raised. For none of you came by your chance. None of you came by yourselves. None of you came by yourselves. For the Father gave each and every one of you to me. And none of you will know why it's cast out. Just keep coming. Keep coming. And I'm break. I've brought, I've brought, I've brought my breath. I've brought my breath for my life. 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 For my body, my body and my blood is laid out. It is laid out. For in it you will find breath for life. You will find breath for life. You will find breath for life. For after the order and pattern that I was raised is the same way I'm raising sons for the Father. For the Father waited for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mercy birds, this is mercy birds. This is mercy birds. Mercy birds, mercy birds, mercy birds, mercy is burning. Mercy is burning. Mercy is burning. Mercy is burning. Mercy birds. Mercy sons, mercy sons, products of mercy, products of the truth. Mercy bet is what oh, we are raising. You. Mercy bet is what oh, we are raising. You. It is the time for mercy to mm. dawn. It is the time for mm. mercy to birth many. It mm. is time for mercy bet. Mercy bet, products of mercy, mm. workings of mercy, working of mercy, working of mercy. Mercy bet, we are raising sons. We are raising sons. Fear not, I say. Fear not, I say. Come into this place for it is open to you. Come into the table. Come to the table. Come to the table. Come to the table. Come to the table. For in there you will find my life. You will find the life that I'm given. You will find the life that I was given for. For this life is yours. It is yours for to take. It is yours for to take. Come take it. Come partake of it. For it is open for to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Father, we give you praise this morning. We worship you. Oh, we thank you. We, we receive 
we come. It's very clear this morning you are calling us to your table. We are calling us to the, the table of mercy. You are calling us to that table to feast, to eat, to eat, to eat, to eat, to, to the table of the sharing of the giving of your bread and of your, your wine, your life, your life, to, to raise us up, to, to equip us, to equip us, to equip us, to equip us for, for this way. Thank you, our Father. We give you praise. We, we come under your ministry this morning and we pray that to, we want to receive a spiritual ministry, a spiritual ministry to minister to, the, to our hearts and to, to wash us and to, to, to deep us into the deep end of the pool of the blood. And Lord Jesus, for transformation, for, for even inheritance of the, the spirit of this project, of this passage, of this journey. Thank you, our God. We, we open, we receive the utterance, we receive the grace for communication, for understanding, Father, to, to journey down this path, to, to sit at this high table in the spirit. Thank you, our Father. Today, we, we give you all the praises to men to praise you. Even so, to heaven, our soul, to even raise up praises, high to not, or to praise, even to utter praise, for to make us to utter, or to make you, or to prepare us to utter, to even utter praises, or not even us to Christos, to make your Christos, to mark yours, to make you mark your Christus, to make your Christ yours, to make your Christ yours, to make your Christ yours, even to make island making Christ, even or to make you feast on Christ, even to make you feast on Christ, even to bring the feast of Christ, even to, to make you bring the feast of Christ, or for me to make you feast, to make you feast, to make you feast, come and to come to make you feast, or me to call to come to make you feast, or me to help, to help, to help, to help, help to make you help, to give, make you help, to help you. To help you, even to help you, to help you. For this help is here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. Even even help. Even this this help. Even this this help. Even this this help. Even even this this this. Yes, yes, for the, some some of you have never known help. You've never known help. For now you will know help. Now you will know help. Now you get to meet help. You get to meet help. You get to, to be introduced to help. You get to know help. This is a time of help. This is the time of need. The time of need is a time of help. This time of need is a time of help. Because you, you need. Because you've entered neediness. Because of your neediness, you find help. You find help. You find help. You find help. Oh yes, you meet help. It's time to meet help. It's time to meet your help. It's time to know your help. It's time to know your help. It's time to meet your help. It's time. It's time. For here is time. For here. Yes. 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 It is time. It's time to, to meet your help. To know your help. Thank you, Father. We give you praise this morning. Glory to you, Jesus. Naradahata. Give you praise. Yes, we will eat, Father. Oh, 
Yes, we will eat it, Lord. We will eat it, Lord. Thank you. Give you glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Let's just open the Bible. Let's read the scriptures. Um, let's just read scriptures that pertain to uh, that pertain to this this table. Praise God. He, I see he bringeth me into his his banqueting house. Praise God. And his banner over me is love. That's uh, Song of Solomon, am I correct? Chapter 2. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, is from verse, from verse 1. It says, I am the rose of Sharon and, and the lily of the valleys. And as the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. And as the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. And he brought me into the banqueting house, and his word. His banner over me was, was love. Praise God. He brought me into his banqueting house. And his banner over me, his banner over me was love. Praise God. So he said, I sat under his shadow, right? With great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. In, in Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 79, he said to verse 78, praise God. He says, that Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high, the day spring from on high had visited us. To give light to them that sit in darkness. Praise God. So, them that sit in darkness and then in the, in the shadow of death to, to guide our feet unto the what, the way of peace. In the, the shadow of death. Them that sit in, in darkness and in the shadow of death. So, so this, this darkness here is not, is not the evil darkness. It's not the darkness of the devil. We saw that. That we saw that this darkness is the darkness which actually God's is the provision of God. It's a darkness to shield man from an evil light. Right? And that place of darkness. So if this darkness, this darkness is actually not an evil darkness, it's a provision of God. It means that 
then also the death is also, this death is not the death. It's not an evil death. Because the darkness is as a result of the, the, the shadow which death casts. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 2, chapter 1. If you are there, say amen. Verse, yeah. verse 79 says, To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So the, 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 the darkness, right, is actually a, a shadow. So they are in the darkness because of a shadow which is called, this, this shadow is called the shadow of death. It's a shadow of death, which is, so this, the death is not the destructive death. The, the word death actually there means a shadow of the realm of separation. Amen. So it, it, what I say is a shadow of what? It's a shadow of the, of the of, death means separation. Death is the instrument of separation. What separate? When any time you can separate, you have brought a death. A death has occurred. So it means that there is for for a soul to to move from outside into the court, a death must occur. For you to move from the court into the holy place, a death must occur. For you to move from the holy place into the most holy, a death was must what must occur. Amen. So it means that every veil, actually, both the gates and the veils are actually instruments of death. They are places of death. Praise God. Do you agree with that? They are actually what? Places. Places of death. They are places of, of kinds of death. But the real places of death are the, are the veils. Because you say that every veil is not too far from an altar. Right? There's every veil. For you to get to a veil, death must occur. That's, the, that's the, the standard, that's the law, the principle of the veil is that the veil is actually, so the realm of a veil is actually a realm of a shadow. It's a shadow of that death. Do you agree? <laughs> Praise God. So it's actually what is constructing the shadow is a, is a realm of, of death or is a realm of a kind of separation that, that is actually what that shadow, when you're moving from, let's say, the outer court into the holy place, the shadow which is then cast, which is the darkness which you come into, is, praise the Lord, is actually a what? Is actually the a provision of the kind of death that then casts a shadow. Am I making some sense? So you now discover when you move beyond that first veil, amen, then when you're moving to the second veil, you want to cross the second veil, is you're trying to move from a realm of darkness into a realm of thick darkness, which is also a realm of a higher veil, which is a realm which a higher veil casts. It's a different veil. It's another dimension of darkness. But before you can come into the actual realm, you sit in that, that this realm called a shadow, praise the Lord, is praise the Lord is something. It's just before that there are men who sit in the shadow of of death, which is a realm of darkness. Pray, am I correct? Which is a realm of what of darkness before you enter into the realm of what of thick darkness that we have seen now. now 
there are many scriptures that speak about God's dwelling as the realm of thick darkness. You can search that out on your own and find them. But that one is a very clear. It's established in scripture that God dwells where? God dwells in, in the realm of thick darkness. He dwells where? In the realm of thick darkness. So now the, 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 the strength, the enablement, the power to move into, the, into darkness. No soul, can, no soul can enter darkness by themselves. You can't enter what? Darkness by your own word, your own strength. You have to be developed. You have to be strengthened to, to do what? To access the a, a realm that is, that is darker than the realm that you operate in. Praise God. A realm that is what darker than the world, than the realm that you operate in. Something must come over you. Something must empower you to move into the realm. So, so that realm of darkness, if you're asking what is, what is the meaning of darkness, the realm of darkness is actually the realm of an upgraded sight. Does that make sense to you? Right? It's the realm of a higher sight. It's just dark to you because you don't have the equipment to see in that world. Do you agree with me? It's dark because you don't have what? The, you don't have the equipment to see. Like, have you seen night, night vision goggles before? When someone wears night vision, everywhere is dark all of a sudden. When you put on night vision goggles, it's no longer a dark realm, even though it's a darkness. Are you seeing that? Praise God. So, the, the realm of of you see, that realm of, of God, the realm of the, abound, the realm of abundance of life, the realm of abundant life, is actually the realm of, the, 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 one of the main things they need to impart to the soul that for that world is the, the ability to, for the navigation of the sight of that realm. Do you agree with me? Yes, Remember in the book of Peter, in the book of Second Peter, when he said, if these things be in you are then abound, then what? You will not be fruitful or barren in what? In knowledge. Then he says, so an abundance, what? Entrance will minister unto you into the everlasting kingdom of God. Praise God. But he said, anyone who doesn't have these things that lacketh them with what? Blind. And is unable to see. So, so you see that, that the provision for that entrance is actually... Is a, is a sight capacity that, that they won't bring somebody who into that realm who hasn't been equipped with the capacity for what? For the, the sight of that realm. Praise the Lord. Now, so this, um, the region of the darkness, to them that sit in darkness, they all see they are waiting in darkness. They're actually sitting in darkness. Praise the Lord. And in the shadow of death, they're waiting for their own feet to be guided into the world, the way of peace. So it means that for them to sit and they're waiting, they're sitting in darkness, waiting for guidance into the way of peace. And we saw that this way of peace is not the way that leads to peace. It's the way that leads onwards from peace. 
that the way that leads to peace is righteousness. The work of righteousness shall be peace. And then my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation first, then later in sure dwelling places. So it's very clear that the way of righteousness, or the work of righteousness, is what leads the soul into a, a peaceful habitation. But when they come to a peaceful habitation, it's the, they need the way of peace to move into sureward dwelling places. Praise the Lord. Now, so a soul that is in a place of peace, or in a peaceful place, there has, to be a, there has to be a kind of a guidance that must come. There's a guide. What does it mean to guide into the way? A guide means a supplement of sight. To, to supplement the sight. That the sight is not enough for, for to find this way. We have to bring what? A word, a guidance to them. Amen. So in Song of Solomon that we're reading, chapter 2, Song of Solomon, chapter, chapter 2, it says that he brought me first into his, his banqueting house and then he spread the banner of love. This love is charity. Right? It's the, the charity that is spread over. So this one's spreading. When you say the word house here, it's not just, this is not the house of the sanctuary. This is a house that they have to create in the sanctuary. And the, the sense of creating the house is, is the banner. The reason why you have to spread the banner there is, is almost like is a, you are making a house for a particular purpose inside a house. And so that house is actually the house of love. Praise God. It's a house of charity. So he, he brought me to his banqueting house and his banner over me was love. His banner over me was what? Was love. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, we know the, the purpose of this, of this feast of love is for to, for an entrance, right? To, so that feast of love is the feast that you serve to them that sit in darkness. You have to serve a feast to those people who do what? Who sit in darkness. The purpose of that feast is for guidance to, into the way of peace. So without feasting, without giving them a feast, they will not be guided into what? Into what? The way of what? Into the way of peace. Praise God. Now where does that way lead? In, in Song of Solomon, if you go to chapter 1, praise God. Song of Solomon, chapter 1, it says that the song of songs, which is Solomon's. And verse 2, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Because of the savour of thy good ointments, that thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. Praise God. Thy name is what? Is as, as ointment that is what? Is poured. Say poured forth. Poured forth. What is the meaning of poured forth? Pour. Normally you don't pour forth. There's a difference between pouring upon and pouring forth. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? No? This is scripture, Holy Ghost language. Eh? So it's, this name is not talking about the pouring upon of the name. Right. This, of course, this name, there's a pouring upon. 
the pouring upon of the name, this name does not occur to, it doesn't occur anyhow. It actually occurs at the throne of God. The name, the pouring upon of the name, like it happened to Jesus. Praise the Lord. When they told him that thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, even the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom, for thou art love righteousness. You, he, therefore, had God, thy God, anointed thee with the oil of gladness. So, so the anointing, uh, to, to anoint means to pour upon, right? To pour upon. They poured the oil of gladness, praise the Lord, upon him. So that, that is the anointing. And every soul who gets to that same place with the same requirement, if you fulfill the same cause in them, will be receive that oil which is poured upon. But this is not the pouring of the oil upon. There is the pouring forth of the oil, which is, if you're, when you are pouring forth, what's the meaning of forth? It's not pouring like this upon. It's pouring like what? It means you're pouring it out. You're sending it out. Anything you pour forth is being sent out. So, so this is talking about the, 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 the issuance of, of this oil. Are you getting me? The issuance of this oil that can extend outward to, to bring the to bring the things, to bring a a kind of a measure of the things in the oil to do a work that is outward. Do you agree with me? To do a what? A work that is what? Outward. Ah, You understand what I'm trying to say? So when you are pouring forth, you're not anointing upon. It's not talking about the pouring of oil on a vessel. But it's actually the purpose of pouring oil forth is for the release of the substances that is in the oil. It's actually, the purpose of this oil is for the release of, because we now realize that this oil is an oil of things that are smelling, sweet smelling. They have a savour. So every time the oil is poured forth, it is for the release of the savour. They want to release the the things, the materials that are within the oil. You're not yet anointing the, a person with it, but you want to release, the, send those substances forth. Send them out. Go, and, go forward and go and serenade the, the realm before. Praise God. Go and serenade what? The realm what? The realm before. So there is a realm before the realm of the realm of gladness where a soul comes into the anointing of what? Of gladness. Do you agree with me? So forth, before. When you pour forth, so you are pouring it forward into the realm that is before. The realm that is what? Before. And we know that when it comes to God, the realm that is before God are the realms of his works. The realms of the works of God. Praise the Lord. When he said that I come quickly, he said my reward is with me. 
We know that the oil of gladness is a reward. I said that my work is before me. I will say that the realm of the works of God are anything that pertains to his works are the things that pertain to his everlasting life. Amen. So anything that pertains to everlasting life is a realm of, of is actually a realm of anointed substances that you have not yet obtained. But it's actually a realm of interaction with anointed substances that are poured forth out of the realm of God's reward or out of the realm of God's anointing, of God's gladness. How many of us are interested in what I'm saying at all? Any little bit? You're a little bit interested in it. Okay. I, I, I'm just checking by the number of hands, so that's all we'll know if I will continue. <laughs> this is a vote right now. We are voting you. So these are all the guys who don't like it. Amen. In verse 12 of Revelation, chapter 22, it says, I, he says, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to what? According as his what? His work shall be. So according as his work shall what? Shall be. Praise the Lord. Now, so, so that record is, so the, there's a, God has a realm of, of what he calls with him. That's his realm of his reward, the, word of, the reward of God himself. Praise God. But then there is the realm of his works that prepares you. So the, work, the realm of God's works is actually the realm that prepares you for the oil upon you, like Jesus wrote. Because when they were going to anoint Jesus, it's because of certain things. Because thou hast loved righteousness, and thou hast hated wickedness. Do you agree with me? Because thou hast loved. Because thou hast loved. Because you have. So when you say thou hast loved, it means you fulfill the work of love. That they, when you came into this, that banquet of love, where they spread the banner of love, is to teach you the works of love. It's the beginning of the love teaching. Of, I mean, love has its works. Praise the Lord. And so the, there's the perfection of the works of love that Jesus had that made him come to the place where they could do what? So therefore, because of this thing, therefore had God then anointed you with what? The, with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Praise the Lord. Now, in this song of Solomon, let's just leave that place. Let's come back to where we are. Amen. Now, it's very clear that the, realm of, the everlasting realm is the realm of the works, but we, we, part of the big learning of this prayer meeting is that, the, that the, for to guide you into the way of peace, you need everlasting substances. Do you get that? You need what? Everlasting substances. You need everlasting, because not just the realm behind the veil is living. The way there is also living as well. There's a, the way it has to type to it is, is, is new and living. So there's the, the living component is also is what actually creates the prosperity. It's what generates the prosperity for what? For that way. Praise God. So it's very clear that if that realm is also, the, the way there is also an everlasting way. Praise God then it's very clear that that, re, that way 
also involves the substances that are being poured forth. Do you agree? That, so it means that the, that, that realm behind the veil for, of people, of, of those who sit in darkness, the, the realm of those people who sit in darkness, they are actually, is, is a place to perceive. It's a place to perceive the release of what is being poured forth. Do you agree with me? Yes. You can begin to perceive. It is the aroma of the most holy that excites the senses for Johnny. It's the, the excitement of the senses. Now, how many of you have experienced, it happens to me, but I don't know if it happens to you. It's a normal thing that happens to everybody. That a perfume, if I, not just a perfume, any smell can transport me. Yes. That happens to you too. There are some different things that can transport. That God gave that power to, for transport. To, oh my one thing, sound, music. Music can take you to a place that you've been before. And then you just, in a split second, you're already there. It's faster than WestJet. It's faster than Air Canada. Very fast. You can just, and he can just take you there and leave you there. Praise God. But the well, same thing, the, the power of the offer tree or the power of smell can, it, it can actually do the same thing. It is, the, the, the smell is for, now when something is, has a good servo, a good smell, a good savour. It is for the excitement of your senses. It actually is for the is for the awakening. Is what it can by a smell you can be activated. You can receive a fresh strength to of a strength. You can receive a dose of life by what. What you smell. Praise the Lord. So the the purpose of that smell coming out is to develop the senses of the most holy realms of God. That every soul who wants to take the way, that's the point of that new and living way, is to to move into the most holy realms. Say most holy realms. The, The most holy realm. The realm of most holy things. The realm of most holy transactions. Most holy thinking. There's most holy thinking. There's most holy living. There's most holy speaking. You know, there are different kinds of living. When you open the earth, it's full of different ways. This one is living his own way, living on his own level, living on different planes. There are different planes at which life on the earth are being carried out. The, the purpose of the fragrance of, of the most holy realm is to raise your level. They want to raise you up. That's the the essence of traveling through this way we are speaking about is, is, a, is a pathway to open to your soul to elevate you to another plane of living. Like, like it happened to Jesus. Jesus was raised into another place. He began to live from another dimension, a higher dimension, while he was upon the earth. Praise God. Are we blessed this morning? Amen. It says, because of the, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Amen. Verse 3, because of the servo of thy good ointments, 
that thy name is as ointment poured forth, poured forth. And because it is poured forth, then therefore do the what? The, we've seen who these virgins are. Do you remember? Where do we see that? Who remembers? Book of Isaiah, chapter 45. Sorry, Psalm, not Isaiah. The book of Psalm, chapter. Let's go there. Psalm, chapter 45. If you are there, say amen. 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 Verse 6. Verse 6, it says, that thy throne, O God, is, is forever and ever. And the scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. For thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. It's very, this thing called loving righteousness, you know what, what it means, right? That first of all, you are introduced to righteousness. Then you become a doer of righteousness. So, a, so you become a, a, what, a doer of righteousness. Now, it's not everybody who's a doer of righteousness who is yet a lover of righteousness. Right? They are not the same thing. So, a person who is a, who's a lover of righteousness is a person who has, who has made peace with righteousness. When you've made peace with righteousness, then at that point, you are, you are now a lover of it. Right? So, you can be doing something without having, having made peace with it. Right? But things, maybe the doctrine of it, the sight of it can constrain you to doing it, but you are doing it in a burden some way where you are not yet in love with it. So you see, that standard is not enough for God to come, for God to give access to, of himself to his soul. Ah, this man is a doer of righteousness. They check him out. He's actually doing it. It's not enough yet for God. Because what God wants to check is is he doing it by loving it? Is it? Does he love it yet? The fact that he's doing it is not enough. We have to check, is he a lover of it? So the standard that made God fully open himself to Jesus was that Jesus was a what? A lover of what? Of righteousness. The body is an Aramaya. is also a hater of iniquity. Do you know that hating wickedness is higher than loving righteousness? There's a way you can see them like they are the same. Oh, because he loved righteousness, he hated wickedness. So like the opposite, no, it's not the same thing. If it was the same, they would have said he loved righteousness and hated unrighteousness. Someone can hate unrighteousness but not hate wickedness. Because wickedness is higher than unrighteousness. How many of you believe what I'm saying? Do you feel I'm just playing with words? No, you believe me. Uh-huh. It's not every unrighteous man that is a wicked man. According to God's standard, there is unrighteousness, then there is wickedness. Wickedness is the mastery of unrighteousness. Wickedness is the nature of the devil himself. That's the devil's own own nature. (laughs) Do Do you get what I'm saying? So it's very clear that a lover of righteousness, a lover, I'll say a lover, a lover of righteousness is a full Christ. That is what Christ wants to make you. Christ wants to make you a lover of righteousness. 
But after you've loved righteousness, there's something that's operating higher than the realm of Christ's fullness that is called wickedness. That after a Christ, if a Christ is not careful, a Christ can, after overcoming unrighteousness, can get to the realm of wickedness and become overcome if he doesn't gain a, a greater strength than the love of righteousness or the hatred of unrighteousness, which is called the hatred of wickedness. Now, what is wickedness? Like I said, it's the nature of the devil. They call him in the book of Revelation chapter, um, praise God, they call him that wicked one. Is it chapter 12 of Revelation, right? They called him that wicked one, that one. So when you say wickedness, it's a wicked one. So when you say wicked, it's an adjective to describe the nature of one being. I'm not talking of the English word wicked. I mean that I'm talking about what scripture calls wickedness. It's a nature. It's a nature of one spirit. That spirit calls Satan and the devil. That spirit is called the wicked one. So what they call the stature of wickedness is the stature of that being. There, what he has wrought within himself is very, very great. It's a work of an everlasting strength. Wickedness has an everlasting strength, and that's the nature of Satan. Praise the Lord. So, so you saw that Jesus' programs were, were actually very, 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 there were two in two categories. The love of righteousness and then the hatred of what? Wickedness. For thou lovest righteousness, verse 7, and hatest wickedness. And therefore, God, even thy God, had then what? Anointed thee with the what? Oil of gladness above thy what? Fellows. So he anointed thee with the oil of gladness above your fellows. Then verse 8, that all thy garments, the smell of mire, and aloes and cassia out of the where the ivory palaces whereby they have done what? So say, say the word out. Now, out, this, so this is place, verse 7, verse 8, is switching to another conversation from verse 7. Verse 7 was speaking about him, what he did, what he was anointed with, his own anointing, which he achieved when he arrived at that position of after hating the works of the devil himself. Then verse 8 now began to speak of, you see, when he poured out anointing upon him, of course it came down. You saw the way the high priest is anointed in the book of Psalm 133. Praise God. It's upon his head that flows down to even the beards of him, even down to the skirt of his garment. So the garment of the high priest is actually is actually soaked with the oil. You know, God's oil is not sparingly. It's not like this. Now we do anointing. Like that. not, not a, amen. <laughs> Praise God. God doesn't anoint like that. Now, if you want to anoint that way in church, you will get people angry. You will cause problems. Praise God. You discover that after anointing that way, you now have to buy clothes. New clothes for someone. Because... They weren't anointing, but they don't want that level of pouring the oil where, they are, where it's dripping down their garment. Praise God. I'm not saying that that's how we should be anointing, okay? I'm just saying, I'm just joking, amen. But, of course, in the spirit, the way anointing is supposed to be, they actually don't anoint this way. The way they, I see the way they, Saul anointed David, you have to pour it. 
that's how they anoint, they pour the oil. Praise God. It's supposed to, it's supposed to drench your garment. It's supposed to soak in. You know what? I, so oil is supposed to soak into your garment so that they can't clean it. It should not be cleanable. Amen. You know, there are, are, are people who are, they, they are, what they, they are, they are called, they are evil spirits who are, they have an handkerchief of, praise the Lord, there's the, there's the handkerchief of the spirit. They carry it around. What do they do? They, are, they specialize in cleaning oil. Amen. So, so anybody, if you have oil, and you know that your oil level is, hasn't, the, I mean, they measure the pour on you. You, know, you are anointed, we agree, but the measure the pour on you, as in, it's not, it didn't soak you, you know, it's just maybe here or something. So, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> Amen. So, have some sense. Don't, don't just go as we are here, we've come with the power of God to, to destroy all the works of the devil. Before the devil went about, do, before Jesus went about doing good and to destroy the works of the devil, there was, amen. Even though maybe the oil wasn't, but he had measure. Because by, but because by that time, he was already bearing the crystals. He was, when you check his name, it, was, it, was not, it wasn't just a crystals. It was an actually everlasting. Are you getting what I'm saying? He has come into measures of things. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so, so evil spirit, don't let, don't, don't go, when you are, you still have anointing at a level that they can clean it. Make sure you are under a place where you are shielded, where every evil spirit cannot come to clean up the anointing that you have. That, that's the power of submission and all of those things. It's why it's to, it's to keep spirits that you cannot fight away from you. That's the power of submission. Some people don't understand the power of, or what submission means. Praise God. Submission, when you're submitting and you're aligned spiritually, praise God, under someone who has more capacity in the spirit than you, so spiritually, you are not allowed, they don't expose you to fight evil spirits that are beyond you. So when you are under submission, there's a a role carved out for you to operate your anointing. See, it's 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 a nice world. That the only spirits that are there are spirits that you can handle for you to flex your muscle and get stronger. <laughs> Praise God. So it's not every kind of spirit you should war with. Some of us should not be warring with territorial spirits. Amen. You know when it's a territorial spirit? Wickednesses. Guys who Satan has poured his nature into them. Amen. And then imagine someone with a tiny anointing just goes and we are here to take over the game. Amen. They will just... They will lick all the anointing and then, and then lick you and, and chew you and swallow you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so, so this, praise God. So this anointing, the way that, but when you come to that realm of gladness, the way they anoint in that realm, they don't anoint sparingly. When you talk about, when you're anointing a God, how much anointing should a God have? Should you have an anointing that can finish? If your anointing can finish, you're not a god. That, that's how you know a god versus someone who is not a god. Right? A god's anointing doesn't finish. A god has come into eternal properties. His anointed that anointing of gladness is actually an, is an eternal power. It's actually an eternal potency. Praise the Lord. They call God himself the only potentate. 
Amen. He generates potential from within itself. He cannot finish because of how anointed he is. How many of you know that God has planned for you to come into that kind of thing? There will be a time where the world, the, the world that God envisions is not this present one, this present heaven and earth. That's not God's envisioning. God envisions the world to come. And the world, the world to come will not be left in the hands of devils and evil spirits. Even angels are not enough to handle that world. Angels, they are still not enough to handle it. The guys who will be handling that world are guys who have endless anointing. They, 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 it's the realm of the governance of everlasting anointedness. Too much, too much spirit that they can, the world will be forever sealed from corruption. Too much of the spirit will forever will seal the world to come from what? From corruption. So that God is looking for people who will share in that same anointing. Like Jesus did. He was look, he's looking for guys. That's why he anointed you is above your fellows. So you will have fellows. Who are those fellows? They are fellows of the same anointing, of the same oil, of gladness. Praise the Lord. So, so from verse 7 then to verse 8, they now began to speak about all, all his garments. Say all. all. If all his garments, it means that he went to everywhere. Right? It's not just his outer shirt. When you check his inside shirt, check his underwear. He's drenched with what? So what's the meaning of all his garments? It means that he's not wearing anything that is not soaked with his anointing. He doesn't have any covering outside the, the glad spirit, outside the oil of gladness that God made sure. When you, when you trace, check every piece of clothing upon his soul is actually a clothing. That's how God anoints. God is too good. God is too good. Imagine a God that has this kind of heart. If some of us will anoint your only the shoe, <laughs> we'll keep the rest. Praise God. We'll anoint the shoe. Maybe the left pinky. <laughs> Knowing what this anointing is, God said, no, 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 no. We are not giving it sparingly. Anything we need to do to raise guys who can take everything that we have, bring them. Jesus, go and bring them. We'll first do it for you. We'll give you the ministry. To bring more people like you who can take everything that I have. Who can take all the anointing of God. Praise the Lord. Verse 8, so he says, all that garment smell of mine. Now, this, this smell of the garment here is now speaking about there's a place where his garment, where they are, they are now perceiving the smell of his garment. Now, it is smelling out. Say out. So, if it's smelling out of a place, it means this smell is actually, they are experiencing the pouring forth of it. It's the same wisdom of the Spirit. So, he's saying that the garment is smelling out of a place. The smell of this garment, we are perceiving it, is out of the ivory palaces. So, the ivory palaces, whereby they have made the glad. So, in those palaces where they made the glad, from there, we can also smell the savour of it. Amen. And verse 9, King's daughters were among thy honourable women, and upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of offer. And we saw that these virgins 
Praise God. These honorable daughters. Praise God. Verse 10 says, Incline, hearken, O daughter, and consider and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house, and then so shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and then worship thou what him. So it's very clear that these daughters, amen, whom the king will greatly desire. Let's see, go down to verse 14. So verse 13, it says, The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is, is of wrought gold. Verse 14, She shall be brought into the king in raiment of needlework, and the virgins, her companions that follow her, shall then be what? Brought. And then with gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter the what? The king's father. Sister. You see, his gladness and rejoicing. It's not that they also have received this oil of gladness. How many of you believe that? It's not that they receive the oil of gladness. What is making them glad is the smell. It's the smell. It's this, those who should be brought in. Let's read that again. Verse 14, she shall be brought into the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and then rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. So with this gladness, amen, am I making sense? This gladness is the gladness from the, the smell of this mire and aloes and cassia out of the ivory places. It's for, so this smell is the gladness, Right? Is the gladness for the way. This smell is the word, is the gladness for what? For the way. Is the gladness for the way. That way is not now. If you enter into his gate with thanksgiving and enter his court with praise, it's very clear that the way you will enter into his very, 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 the most holy realm will be an upgraded level of that thing of called thanksgiving and praise. So you see that, that entering, most, it's not a sorrowful thing, it's always a picture that realm. This place is just too, so, so uh, it's just sad. Because we know we are actually going there to die, so what's the point of rejoicing? <laughs> sadness. What's the sadness? Well, we are going to take, they are taking our life from us. Now anybody who still cries, when you are taking your life, you're not yet a lover. That's the time that, that is a different, the first time you, when you begin to die first in the kingdom, it's not palatable. Like the kind of death that occurs in the, in the outer court, that one is a death of rebellious souls. Who they have to, you need Levi's to wrestle with the animal. Praise God. You know, how many of you picture, you, that altar, is not, it's not a calm altar. I'm sure if you see Levi's, you'll see muscles on there. <laughs> Have you ever tried offering a bull before? <laughs> so, <laughs> praise God. You know, you know where they offer bull and where they offer lamb are not the same environment. So, the, the, the offering of the most holy is the lamb offering. Lambs 
Lamb even help you. If the if lamb can help you sharpen the knife, say, we will do it. <laughs> That's the nature of a lamb. <laughs> that lamb, the offering of the lamb, is a different sacrifice. Is a, is a, a lamb is an, is, an, is an animal that has made peace. It's not a bull. It, it has a programming of peace. It is a it has, div- he has received the nature to be offered. His nature aligns with being all. He knows his destiny. He said, my destiny is to die. And he, a lamb dies joyfully. A lamb dies with gladness. As you are killing it, he's being glad to die. It's, a, it's been constructed. Praise the Lord. It's been what? Constructed to, to die. But it's not like a bull on the outer court. They have to wrestle the levite. Maybe you can take 10 levites to kill one bull. Praise God. It's a place of fighting when they are cutting the, everybody, the, the shouting and everything. Amen. It's not the same kind of praise God. So it's a sorrow. It's a place of wailing. Imagine the, you're constantly hearing the, uh, the, the wailing of animals at that outer altar. Are you, do you understand me? But when you get into this place, it's a different kind of thing. The guys who are going to be killed, they are just going there. Say, this is why we are, our day has come. This is the day of our visitation. We have been waiting to die since. It's time. This death has visited us. So it's an anointing. It's, a, it's called gladness. What is gladness? Gladness is the Gladness is the, is, the, is the energy, the excitement of separation from everything that is not God. You are, some, some souls are not happy to be separated from things. That's why they, are, they cry every time. They murmur when they are trying to separate things from them. But gladness is the attitude that rejoices in being separated from anything. That is not God. The more you are being separated from things that are not God, the more glad you are. That's the, the sign of gladness. That's how you can tell it. So not every soul is glad. You want to test the soul whether it's glad, bring, take everything they have and bring God. If I ask everybody as you're seated right now, are you ready for that? Let's say that. You just go and get ready. Tonight, tonight. They're going to do it tonight. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know if you are ready. Ready to your hand right now. Let me know ask that question. <laughs> what will happen? You begin to think of everything that you're going to be separated from, eh? Then what will happen? Sorrow will fill thy heart. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So it's not a thing of strength. Anybody says, I'm ready for God. No. It's not that. You are not ready. We'll, we'll find out at the end. <laughs> when we take everything, without let us discover that you are crying there. You are weeping. You are mourning your loss of everything. That you not discover that God is not enough. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a virgin. Virgin souls. Virgin souls. Virgin souls are the souls they are looking for. That's what they want to create. The virgins. Who's a virgin soul? A soul that is blind to everything else. When you bring her, you say, what is that thing? 
What is that? We don't know. I don't know it. I'm, I'm too ignorant. What is that? When you're bringing the glories of the world, like Jesus was a virgin soul. When they was asking him, all these things and all that will I give to you if you only bow down and worship? And Jesus was looking, oh, glory. Well, there's nothing glorious in all these things. Praise God. The place where I worship, that's where I see glory. There's glory there. Only God. Only God. Only God. Only God. So a a soul that is getting ready for gladness is a soul that has gotten gotten to the conversation of only God. I see. Say only God. Only God God will you serve. Only God. You worship no other God beside him. That's a virgin soul. Are you seeing the virgin nature? So it's very, so that it's very clear that the virgin soul has perceived something. So there's something in this say smell, in that oil, in the smell of the oil that it deletes appetites by smelling the oil, by the, the substance. Are you seeing this thing they mentioned here? He said, myra, aloes, cassia. So you see all these things, they're all bitter things. Right, they are bitter spices. They are bitter substances. Now, why? Now, why is that a bitter thing? When you taste it, it's bitter to taste, but it's sweet to smell. Is it, so, is this is a sweet bitter thing? It is bitter to taste. It is sweet to smell. Now, the the bitterness of it is what is it, what is it bitter? It's actually a is a you know these things they are bitter. For to, to make bitter. So when they when they, they travel to the soul and they, they jump things that are sweetness in the soul, that is not God. They, they, it rubs itself around them and make them become bitter. That is the inward work of the ointment. When it's traveling on the inside, when you, you take it on the inside, it, it renders sweet, filthy things bitter. It makes them become bitter. It makes anything that doesn't taste like God bitter to the soul. How many of you like that kind of thing? Do you want something to travel inside you? To to make all your lovers make them bitter. So you now discover what was that secret that made him hate wickedness? It's because wickedness became bitter. They gave him the bitter treatment of wickedness in his soul. That wickedness is bitter to him. It tastes bitter. But there's something that tastes sweet to him. It's called it thy fruit. The, 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 the training of this place, according to chapter 2, let's read the chapter 2 of Second Sons of Solomon. So the Shamana Stupresto, Maria Antalamahaya, Fresto Ligara Tastori Hando. Father, we thank you. Praise God. We're about to, we should be rounding up not too long from now. Amen. So you see in, the, in, in chapter 2 of Song of Solomon, in, oh, thank you. Glory to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 
Ehamasha. I just worship you, Jesus. I just worship you. I worship you. I just worship you. Beautiful Jesus. Oh, awesome. You're beautiful. You're so beautiful, Jesus. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love your perfume. We love your smell. You are sweet. You are awesome. You are wonderful. Worship your name, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How oh, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Yes, thank you, Father. Amen. It says, as the lily among thorns, so is my, so is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the, the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. Do you know the meaning of this thing? It's that this apple tree is talking about a sweet tree that is among other trees. Now, when you're getting to that realm where the sun is coming from, now, of course, this sun is the lover. Is the lover, is the lover from the heights. Is coming, is descending, the descending lover who is coming, the son who is coming, is looking for, for daughters. He's coming to take daughters. He's coming to marry. Praise the Lord. So when he's coming, we now discover that we see where he's coming from. This one who cometh, that one who comes from above. You now discover that where he's coming from is he coming from a realm of sons. That when he's coming, you now discover that in that realm where he's descending to, where they, where they side him, you now see there are other trees who also have loves, who also marry souls. Many of them are trees that Satan have raised. Praise God. They are trees that they have the strength. Of, they also have their wine as well. They, they have wine. They also have their own keys. They have their own server. They have their own garment. Now when you are getting, that's why, that, what makes it difficult to find the way of peace? If it's just one easy way, ah, that's it. It's not because you see, when you get there, Ways are many. But the thing is that each way is leading to a different place. That's why you need guidance. Is that, so those who, they have, when, you, when you get there, you don't have to now wait and sit. Don't just rush into any way. You have to wait and sit. Them that sit in darkness is for, for their feet to be guided into the way of peace. That you must receive guidance. Otherwise, you will, you will journey into marriage with, with another tree that is not this tree. Praise the Lord. So, so he says that the, the, the apple tree among the trees, so I, I believe why they use maybe the apple trees, of course, the sweetness. When you see an apple, it's almost like a, a love, it's a love fruit. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a love fruit. It's a fruit of what? Of love. The apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. Then I sat down under his shadow with great delight and his fruit. His fruit was sweet to my word, taste. His fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and then his banner over what? Over me was love. Praise the Lord. So what, what they want to, to raise in us is they want to cause, make some things bitter. And then they want to now raise the, your appetite for his particular thing, which is the appetite of the fruit which he is bringing. 
to make that fruit sweet to your taste. So it's very clear that that place is the school of an eating. It's actually the, it's a school. The table of the Lord is a school. It's actually a school. It's a school where they baptize you out of certain tastes and they baptize you into a different taste. It's a school of a change of taste boards. They will re- redesign and re-engineer your taste boards and prepare you for to taste, to find sweetness in what the fruit of the Son of God. Am I making sense to you? So it's a, it's a table, it's a ban- say banquet. It's a banquet of preparation. A banquet of change, of the rearrangement of taste. Am I, am I saying something to us this morning? Praise God. Verse 3 again of chapter 1. Let's go back. Okay, as we, let's just take this last lap and then we'll, we'll break bread. Amen. Because, chapter 1, verse 3, because of the savour of thy good ointment, thy name is as ointment poured forth, and Therefore do the, the virgins love thee. And verse 4, draw me, we will run after thee. The king has brought me into his chambers, and we will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The what? The upright do what? Do love thee. Praise God. We will remember thy love more than what? Wine. And the what? The upright do love. Now, this wine is, is this wine is the other wines which they are used to, which is not his what, which is wine, which is not his his own wine. So the purpose of the table of the Lord is to to change your to change the the inward appetite, change the inward appetite. To make the soul focused, make all your, you know when you say, say appetites. Appetite. No, appetites vary. Right? You are, a soul has various appetites. They many have many. That's why it's difficult to save a soul. Yes. Your, the appetites of your body is actually a type of, of how the soul is. The soul has many things. If this one is not doing, it's not, you're not, you don't feel like this one today. There are other ones you will feel like. So they, they had to make them many, to, not to give space. The young girl, so that's why the, the, the attraction away from God is so strong because of its multifacetedness. The, the, its fangs are many upon the soul. The way it hooks the soul. If this one is not working, this, the other one is working. There are different appetites that have been surround, they've surrounded the soul with to pull the soul what, away from God. But, but the table of the Lord is to cut Render those appetites dead. Kill them. They won't be, they don't rise. When the temptation comes, there's no appetite. No, no appetite rises to meet it. It can't awaken an appetite anymore. So, so that, that, that realm of the, the shadow which death casts, the realm of the shadow of death is the, is the realm of the training for death. Is actually the realm of the preparation for, 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 the, for the dying. Am I correct? This not a bad dying, but the dying which 
man needs to undergo for God. So is the debt to everything that is not godly or the debt to everything that is not everlasting, that's not of the, of the word, of the nature of the Lord. Are we being blessed today? So this, this whole thing, this whole thing I've been describing is all Jesus was just teaching about. When he said, except you eat my, the flesh of the Son of Man, and except you drink my blood, you have no what? You have no what? Life in you. So it's very clear that the flesh, the content of this table is what? The flesh. The content of this table is what? The flesh and the blood of Jesus. Does it make sense to you? The content of this table is the flesh and what? And the blood of who? Of Jesus. Amen. I was chatting with um, Brother John on Wednesday, and he brought to my attention. I think we've actually taught it a little bit. That's Psalm 23, where he was speaking concerning the ministry of the shepherd. Let's see it. One thing that should be very clear to us in this time is for the, the kind of progress that we are looking for now in this season, we have, we have to be ready for a change of food. How many of us agree with that aspect? That the food will change and you have to develop new taste buds. Right. We're talking about the taste buds for everlasting life, right? It's not the same taste buds for Christ. It's new. It's different. Some, and you don't just have have it. You don't just assume that because ah oh, you've been enjoying Christ now you will just be enjoying the the word of <laughs> the everlasting realm. Not, you wouldn't just naturally enjoy it. There's something must occur to you. Praise God to to open that feast. The guys who ran went ran away when Jesus began to speak about eating his flesh and blood. They've been eating since. He's been talking to them since, but he just hit a nerve and said, no, 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 we aren't doing this with you. We're not. We so, also not say that. Amen. In Jesus' name. Psalm 23, this says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through through the valley of the shadow of death, that I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, the rod and thy staff. They do what? Comfort me. So this valley of the shadow of death, you know what that means now? Praise God. It's those who sit, praise the Lord, in where? In darkness. And what? Praise God. So, so this valley of the shadow of death is speaking of that realm where the shepherd, the shepherd has been leading a long time ago. He, he first led you beside still waters. So what is the meaning of still waters? It's waters that are farther away from the source. The closer it is to the source, 
the more the less steel it is. So, so when he said when he said leading me beside still waters, green pastures, still waters, still waters is he has been leading me for a long time, from when the waters were still, and he's still leading me, and he's been, he's brought about restoration of my soul, and he's been leading me on the path of righteousness. Praise God. So you see the path of righteousness here, which precedes the realm of peace, from where you begin to chart the way of peace. The guidance into the way of peace should come. Praise God. So it means that so these are souls who have enjoyed the path of righteousness. And then the path of righteousness has led them into the valley of the shadow of death. Praise the Lord. And at that point, he said, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They do what? They comfort me, thy rod. Thou art with me. For I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they do what? They do comfort me. Verse 5, thou preparest a table before me in the what? Presence of mine enemies. And then thou anointest my head with oil. And then my what? Cup. So you, the, the, the preparing of the table is for the anointing of the head with oil. Do you see that? that and then my cup run it. So what does it mean of cup running? My anointed my head with oil. And then my cup run it over. My cup. That cup is not the oil that is in the cup. The, the oil is the anointing on the head. The cup is something else that you should drink. Praise God, do you agree with me? <laughs> so the cup is the drinking of this realm. Then verse, then when you anoint, so you prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, and then my cup will run over. This cup is the cup of the Lord. Amen. Is the what? Is the what? The cup of the Lord. So the cup that runs over, say running over. The, the running over is, is actually the abounding. It's speaking about abundance. When the cup runs over, you're talking about you're you are receiving a measure beyond your present. What is the meaning of cup? Cup is for measure. When you, you, you give cup according to a person, the cup my daughter uses to drink water is not the same cup that I use. Praise God. Now, so if I try to use her cup to the measure that I am raised to drink, that cup will run over. Now, that cup cannot carry. So, the running over of the cup means when you begin to fetch abundance beyond the present, it means that it's time to graduate from that measure. Do you understand what I say? So, that's the point of this, this table, is to make the cup run over. Is to make the well spring to everlasting life. Because a well that is springing is a cup that is running over. Because a well is a cup on the ground. How many of you agree with, with that? A well is a cup in the ground, and at first it has a level. But when the well starts to spring, it means the cup is beginning to what? So the springing of the well speaks about everlasting life. That it shall be in you, the water I will give to you shall be in you the well that will now spring up into what? Everlasting life. So 
All they're telling you is that this table is to feast you and 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 feast you, which is, and then continue to increase the, the ministry of the ointment and feast you until what? You, until the day spring arises in your, in your heart. Do you agree with that? In that, in that second Peter, he said that, that this, this light is like a light that shines in a dark place. That, where is the dark place? Can you tell me? That realm of the shadow of death. He has a little light that shines in the dark. It's the same thing. One is water analogy. One is light analogy. They are talking about the same thing. It shall be in you, in you a well. It's not yet full. It's just in you a well. It's like a light that's shining in a dark place. Right? Then that will spring up to everlasting life. Amen. The, the day star arising in your heart is we're moving from a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawning. So what's the meaning of the day dawning? It's the beginning of the new day. It's the entrance into the everlasting realm. Praise the Lord. Then when this has happened, the cup is run over. Surely you're bringing to sureness. So you're moving into the surety of goodness. A place of assurance. Means you have, you have, you have the, the sure foundation has emerged. Say surely. Some of us have enjoyed goodness. We've not enjoyed goodness surely. There's a surety of goodness. For you to enjoy goodness surely, you must have developed sureness within your soul. It's an everlasting work. Are you seeing that? So when the cup runs over, it says, surely goodness and mercy shall what? Follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell where? In the house of the Lord. For what? Everlasting dwelling. Are you seeing that? That's the result of the table. Dwelling forever. Dwelling forever. Dwelling forever. Dwelling forever. You know, when you see the house of the Lord, you say, oh, but it's the Lord. They didn't say God. Hey, listen. 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 Praise the Lord. Not anybody. Not, if you take an everlasting man, a Christ can dwell in the house of the Lord. But there's nothing that guarantees he will be there forever. It is an everlasting nature that can make a man dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's an ever-dweller. He's an ever-dweller. How many of you believe what I'm saying? You don't believe it? Okay, you believe it. (laughs) Better believe it is true. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Say, surely, goodness and mercy. Say, goodness and mercy. Shall I love the word, follow me. I love now, this chapter is an awesome, wonderful, beautiful chapter. It's a, it's a great prophetic work. I've, I've been listening, I've been reading Psalm 23 since I was a kid. Until this morning, it's still blessing me. What kind of a work is this? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, the, the book started with being led. It's ending with being followed. Can you see what I'm saying? Now, I'll tell you what this is talking about, Sissy. It's just telling you that 
Now, for, for goodness and mercy to be following a man, it means that this man has been bound to a way that goodness and mercy can go. And he, do, he won't just follow him today and, and depart tomorrow because maybe he will go and then leave the way. No, no. It's for him to be following you forever, that goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. It means that the, the, the ways of my life I have been bound to a path, to a merciful and a good path. This is the, this is the, whew, this, this realm is, this is, this is God's thought for every man. God's thought for, God is too good, God is too good. God's thought for every man is that let's develop, let's push man, let's develop man to a point where he can move to a, a place that is forever safe. So God's thought for you is, is to get you to a point where every fear concerning you departing and dying no longer exists anymore. That if, if in your life there's still a concern, ah, let her not depart, oh, let him not go, let him not die, let him not live. If that fear is still there, God is not happy. God wants a point where every fear concerning your departure is erased constantly. That's an everlasting soul. That's a celebration of, of heaven. Amen. As, as we partake of the Lord's table today, I just want us to, let's have in mind what we are, what it symbolizes and what the Lord is in this season wanting to... This is just the beginning or we're just starting. So the Lord has yet many things to do and to... You know, he wants to work out these things in us. As many of us who are... Who will not faint. As many of us who will not give up, who will not lose heart. Who will, who will be of good courage. That this table signifies this, the thing which the Lord is, is bringing to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. For I received of the Lord. Sorry, I declare to you that which I also received. That's 1 Corinthians 11. Praise God. Amen. Can we have the keyboard? And Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse, we receive from verse 23. It says, it was Paul speaking to the Corinthians. He said, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me and and after the same manner also, he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, this cup is the, is the new word, testament in my blood. And this do ye, yes, often as you drink it in remembrance, in remembrance of me. Say remember. So that this remembrance, of course, is now, of course, remembering him in your mind and all, but actually 
remembrance is a powerful word for the soul. God wants our soul, he wants, the purpose of the cup is to bring you into remembrance. To remember means the constant, where he's constantly before you. Right? In Song of Solomon, he said, we will remember thy love more than wine. So the, the purpose of the, the ministry of the blood, and it's actually remembrance that brings you into the, on that way, that keeps you on the, on the sure way, is that it's the, it's the constant remembrance of his life because it is written on the depth. This is, this is the covenant that I will have, Hebrews chapter 8, with the house of Jacob in those days. I will put my law in them and I will write it upon the tablets of their heart. And then no one shall say unto the neighbor, who know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least even to the greatest. It's what makes a continuous remembrance is the writing on the inside. When it is there, it's been put there, we are carrying it inside. There is always a remembrance. That was the secret of the, that's the secret remembrance is the secret of the prosperity of the way. Like he said to what Joshua, that this book of the law may not depart from your mouth, but meditating what day and night, and then shall you make what your way what prosperous, and you shall have what good success. Praise the Lord as we partake this morning. Praise God. Um, this is a, Okay, bring it. Praise God. As we partake this morning, we, this is a, the Lord gave this commandment. It's actually like an ordinance that he gave in the New Testament. Praise God. That the Lord said that we have to do it physically. So not just meditate about it or, wait, or think about it. Praise God. He's saying that this is a physical act that we have to do. So if the Lord said we should do it physically, it means there's a power in it. There's something, thank you, that when we do it, it's possible to, it's possible that in this moment something can happen to you. That just obeying the, the law because this table has certain powers behind it that by agreeing to it doing it in a conscientious manner in a way that where you are present thinking about it there can be an opening in your soul, in your heart praise the Lord to initiate you, I'm seeing initiation into the dealings for this season for everybody who is partaking of this table with us, you will not just you won't just go past this season without anything happening to you. Because you are this this symbolizes the feast that the Lord will create in his house for people who are looking to be made to be guided into the way of peace. Praise God. Let's just begin to bless the Lord and pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Oh, oh, the blood. Thank you, 
Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Makaya Ravasuri Ravasus, the Praharavosu. Mercy. Thank you, Jesus.
So I declare, I deliver to you that which I also received of the Lord. Jesus, you went to him and showed him the secret of this, this act, this table. That the night, Jesus, the night he was betrayed, took bread. He took bread. He blessed it. And you broke it. You said we should do the same. As we break this bread together today, we're asking that everything, every provision in your body, every reason for which it was broken, nothing shall be lacking. Nothing shall be missing. I pray as we have, you've divided your body by doctrine to us. You've unveiled the secrets of it, the mystery of your flesh, of your body. For as this bread is being broken, which signifies your flesh, may it also signify the parting of the way, the breaking of the way, the opening of the way through the veil that is your flesh. That as many of us will partake of this broken flesh this morning, that our soul will also partake of that parted way through the veil into the holiest. Father Jesus, Father of Jesus, our Father, who gave him, who gave the Son to us, we are doing in the name of your Son as he has commanded. Because nothing can be received and no man received anything except from you. We ask, oh God, that there will be a release from your heart of every blessing that pertains to this table. Thank you, Father. We break this bread in Jesus' name. And as we will partake it, Lord, we'll receive of the blessing in the name of Jesus. In the same way, Lord Jesus, you took the cup and you said that this is the New Testament in my blood. He said, as often as you drink it, you should remember, Lord, this is the New Testament. This is the New Testament. The New Testament. Lord Jesus, we pray that this cup will signify the unveiling of everything in the testimony to our heart. Because that testament is all what we need to inherit. What needs to be written in us to make this way prosperous. We ask that every heart that partakes of this will begin to experience the prosperity of the way. That all the blessing in this convention season to make this way prosperous. To guide our feet into this way of peace. I pray, oh God, that we will all partake of it. This will mark the opening of the testament. The unveiling of the testament. And even the inheritance of the testament. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just take this one. Consecrated for the virgins through the veil of his flesh. Jesus, you make us bold to enter into the holiest of all by the blood of his life. By the new and living way, consecrated for the virgins, through the veil of his flesh. Jesus.
So we drink into a lie alliance. 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 Cause this words to mix with Cause this words to mix with blood in me. Let it become my reality. Take my mortality from me. Cause this words to be the life I live. I will do We will be thoroughly exercised in all that we are hearing till we become just like Jesus. Singing glory on our heart, salvation to Jesus, high priest of good, good things to come.
high priest of good, good things to come. We will be thoroughly exercising all that we are hearing till we become just like Jesus. Singing glory, honor, power, and salvation to Jesus, high priest of good, good things to come. We will be thoroughly exercising all that we are hearing till we become just like Jesus. Jesus the high priest of good, good things to come. Praise to the high priest of this the high priest the Lord. Our Father, we thank you today. We thank you not just for today. Thank you for the last few weeks. Thank you for help, so much help that we have received, Lord. We have not prepared by our strength, but we believe that you have prepared us for this great convocation, this great pre, uh, con convention this great visitation which awaits us in Edmonton. So Lord, it's over to you. We continue to wait in our heart and pray and believe and trust in you, Lord. We ask God for your spirit to begin to do the inward work that is needed at this time. Father, we receive with thanksgiving. We receive with praise everything that you have given, even the answers to our prayers. Thank you, our Father. You go before us to Edmonton. You take us there safely. We will come back safely. We will go back with, we will go with so much preparation and come with so much blessing. So shall it be. We pray that everything will go according to your plan. According to the divine will as you supply. We ask for the release of grace for every joint that needs to supply to make this a successful event. We pray so shall it be unto you that in the end you will be glorified and we will give all the glory and all the honor to your name. Thank you our Father. We bless your holy name. We worship you and we give you all the praise. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim. Shine forth. 
You dwell between the cherubim, shine.